Welcome to the 40k Spice Center from the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the show. I'm joined by Nick, my co-host in the Spice Most, and Tom, my other co-host in the... Oh, should have the maybe said... Yeah. <laughs> the Sharpest other, minds not... in 40k Spice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us live. Uh, I see a whole bunch of you in the chat. Appreciate you. Big love to Neil in the chat. Love that guy. Or Big Dylan. Uh, Shadow Sun, hi, hi, hi. Shadow Sun, I want you to know I printed out like eight of those crates, by the way, and they all work really lush, uh, which I'll talk to you guys about in a minute. Today's show, we're going to be talking about basically the news. Spice Center is all about the news now, uh, every 40k show. So there's And there's some really interesting stuff. Specifically, we're going to go through um, new point system, uh, the rival to the ITC point system. And then we are also going to be talking about the official Games Workshop Pro Tour over in America, which will be some hot. Official we're going to talk about tour. The, pro- the Pro Tour. And we're also going to be <laughs> discussing... <laughs> uh, oh, no, I accidentally put Games Work- Woke Shop. Damn it. It's Woke Shop. Yeah, I know. That's going to ro- get all the wrong people <laughs> in the chat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so we're fixed. Fine. <laughs> I fixed it. So... <clears throat> Um, and then, uh, yeah, and also we're going to be discussing the Orcs, because even though they were obviously released on Friday, uh, me, Nick, and Tom haven't had a chance to discuss it. And then anything else that you guys would like us to bring up in the chat. Stuart Redacted, thank you for resubscribing, and thanks. Um, can we get bunny rabbit ears around every mention of the Pro Tour? Sure. Every t- the Pro Tour. Uh, it's, yeah. it's okay. I feel, I feel like there's a way that they can market it where it'd actually be like, really successful, but it's not the same as, I think, Games Workshop, I think. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. I've got an idea. Okay. Yeah, and about what it all means, so I'm hyped for that. But before we get on with it, I'd like to know how my two luscious friends are. Nick, are you eating yogurt on air? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing you can eat these some days. Some people do this. Some people just do this on Twitch, like um, or YouTube. They just eat food, and people watch them eat food. It's have you? Uh, have do you seen think that that's something no, we no. would be good at? I think we'd be great at it. I think Ooh. we'd be. You'd probably get more subscribers doing that than doing this. Wow. <laughs> Fucking rude. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, though. my hot stream would be the most, you know, popular because we're obviously the ladies' night fitness show, so it works. We are the ladies' We're all night gym fitness dwellers show. apart from Rob, who sits here and sweats all day instead. Not today. Not as much. It's uh, not quite as hot in the room today, which is quite nice. So I'm, I'm, oh. I'm chilling today. Um, Finally got uh, the back on working, or there's another hole in the roof. No, I just opened the door. That was my tactic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, how have you been? What's been going on? Um, I've been uh, I've been generally pretty well, but nice. I've been relatively stressed this week because I'm having to police two cats almost 24-7. Okay. So uh, about a week and a half ago, we got a new kitten, uh, and we already had a cat who's like 10 years old, so... Getting them to try and play nice <clears throat> has been a bit of a journey, um, but they're kind of getting on now. But early on was a bit difficult and stressful trying to just be like constantly between them in case they like kicked off and started stabbing each other. Um, right. But they're pretty okay now. Have you um, done? Have you done that thing where you uh, you give them like? You, have you assigned them characters like you're like this is this Primark, this is clearly the other Primark. Uh, a kind of classic yeah, situation. Yeah, we did. We did the classic, you know, cat training Warhammer Forty Thousand role play yeah. to uh, to you know to ease them into it. Um, I started doing that a few weeks before uh, the kitten came with uh, with my first cat. Um, uh, I think Rico was Magnus because I oh, had nice. been telling him 
yes, there's a new kit in here, but you've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing wrong. Don't worry about it. Good. And how's um, he taking it? Uh, I think he's okay about it now. <laughs> kind of. He's begrudgingly accepting uh, the kitten now. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that the, the cats are okay, and I can't wait to hear more cat updates. I would like that at the beginning of every show, if possible, please. Um, at Cyphers Blackadder, thank you for resubscribing. That's very much appreciated. Uh, Nick uh, James Powell in the chat says more or less stressful than looking after Rob. Uh, less stressful. Fuck! I am a nightmare. Much less stressful. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, well, uh, Tom, catch us up. How have you been? How you been? What's been going on? Yeah, I've been good. I just put way too much glue on this Necron Warrior again, but that's all right. We'll sort that out later. Uh, I've been okay. I've uh, I've had a busy week, but I've got a lot of stuff done again. I finished assembling all my first Indomitus box set, so now I'm on to my second Indomitus box set because I'm a disgusting hoarder. Wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I've painted some Sanguinary Guard, which I'm quite pleased with. Worked out a scheme. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting week. Uh, Twitter's been weird. Sanguinary Guard. What Sanguinary is going Guard. on? It's fine. I'm just uh, painting on my Imperium, mate. I wouldn't worry about it. It's okay. That doesn't sound... Nick, Nick, that sounds like secret stonks, like when he was oh, lying it's... about... Uh... <laughs> Definitely not secret stonks. I think you're right. Uh, I have also... Is Sanguinary Guard on your secret anti anti Drakari spreadsheet that you have? Well, my anti Drakari is uh, is actually going pretty well because we we're scrimming against the Northern Irish at the minute, mm -hmm. and uh, I was playing the Great Scuffle. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Scuffle. Yeah, uh, so we basically ended up pairing against them, and although my Grey Knights didn't get to play against the Drakari, they forced them into a situation where they had to give us the Drakari got a nice matchup, and whoever played me got a nice matchup. But everybody else got a bad matchup for the Northern Irish, apart from a couple of like drawing games, right? So it's actually gone kind of well. I've also been playing Drakari in the Scottish Knockout League, and okay. I played my first mirror. You've been playing with Drakari, playing with Drakari against Drakari. Oh, nice. Okay, yes. and how was that? So, so I was playing against a guy called Chris Evan, who's one of Ennis's playgroup, and he was running a list of like six raids or what have you, and I had a few ideas of how I wanted to play this. And I ended up going second, which I thought was great for me, really good. But I flew off my first Void Raven Bomber, because flyers work for engaging all fronts, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not too worried about bombing most of the stuff. I'll just try and bomb a few units and get myself in the corner for my engaging all fronts points, because he can't really get it, because he has no planes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, uh, I drop three bombs on three Raiders. I hit with all of them. Wow, uh, good start. And yeah, I think I roll a six, a four, and a three right, on nice. the damage. So I do 13 mortal wounds immediately. I'm like, that's pretty good. Wow. So next turn, I'll fly up with a second uh, Void Raven Bomber, hit three units again, hit all three. I roll a six and two fives. So over the course of uh, six bombs from Void Raven Bombers, or six bomb hits, I do 29 mortal wounds out of a possible 36. And the but average it... is about 10.5. But So yeah, high. Very yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. My mortal wounds is more than Croak. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's great, arguably. Uh, I don't we know if there's even that many. Like are there even that many more? Say that again, sorry. It's, we worked it out. It's about one in a thousand that you roll that high or higher. Wow. Yeah, okay. I love it when have... that happens in a Warhammer game and something ridiculous happens and then you work out the odds and you're like, fuck you now. I mean, that... it didn't matter because I thought I aged the game anyway, but it did matter because it meant that it would have been a 20 nil. so... I think also what's really interesting, um, uh, yeah, uh, Stu uh, Paintus, uh, Paintus, so how do I say that? Stu Paintus, Douse, Stu Paintus, Paintus. Yeah. 
Stupendous. Yeah, like Stupendous. Stupendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The potential to spike is powerful. Is powerful sometimes. Yeah, I think that's fun. I think that's also what's really fun about playing at events. Oftentimes, is that if you don't really play much other than events, all of your like random luck, good or bad is always encased in a tournament. Like, if that had happened, even game one at a tournament, Tom, you'd have been, like, lolling. But if it had happened, yeah. let's say, game five at an event, and you just... Lolling. Yeah, yeah, big lolling. Yeah. You'd just be, like, one-shotting stuff. You'd be like, lol jokes. This is great. <laughs> now, now I'm in the semi-finals of the winner's bracket, and I'm playing against a guy called Simon Fitzpatrick, who's quite well-rated by every Scottish player I've played against so far. Okay. And he's the only other Drakari left in the winner's bracket. So, uh... That should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. See how that goes. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the power of the Jukari having played a few more games with it? I still feel the same way about, like, from a personal perspective, uh, as in I don't mind it individually. But however, if it is such a massive problem in the middle, like the middle tables, then it needs to be addressed, right? Okay. Like, yeah. and there is a precedent that the middle tables don't tend to adapt. Uh, a good example being Iron Hands been in the middle tables never did. Um, Yunari is difficult to tell because the build changed so quickly because Games Workshop were quite quick on the nerfs of that one, right? Um, even when there was no real outcry, but it kept going. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Well, sorry, wait, so, there was no out. Nick, were we not, not here really. no, outcrying no, no, no. no. during no, the time? No, we were crying pretty loud. No. Okay. Yeah, we were here with you crying, okay. Tom. Okay, well, I can give you the example. So, November We can. We can give you the example. It was yeah. us shouting. No, November 2017, no one said anything. We just randomly nerfed it in an FAQ in the middle of a week, two days before a major event. We, we, Tom, we hated Yanari. Did we not talk about yeah, this? Yeah, after, after this nerf. We hate them forever. This, I hate Craftworld yeah. still. <laughs> I, I, I play them now. Exactly. I, I'm a Craftworld player now, and I still hate them. I hate myself. <laughs> playing them. I'm saying that a lot of the Yunari nerfs weren't predicated off community outrage because there were objectively nerfs that happened to that book that weren't ever cried for. Again, I'm sure me and Nick were livid. I can like, give you the historical precedent. And I just okay, well, we'll, we'll go back. <laughs> we don't want to mess with the Warhammer historian um, as you're setting up to be. We weren't even streaming when that happened. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> but also not fair enough because I think uh, we were laughing. Uh, do we need check tape quotes? Uh, do, do we need to check tapes to quote Halo? Uh, I don't know uh, if we need you to, check maybe. If you want. Yeah, check tapes. Go back for the first couple of episodes that we ever did on 40k. Boom, off you go. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, uh, well, I'm glad you're both well. I'm glad you're both well. Uh, we'll move into the what the fuck is going on section of the world. And there's a couple of, couple of interesting bits um, uh, initially. Some some pretty strong uh, setup for a new Admech book, which is looking pretty good. Breacher's getting a two-up save. There's been a bit of a leak on that situation and that front, which is pretty bold. We talked about this on the show before, haven't we? How the numbers are probably getting bigger yes. all across the board. Uh, and Breacher's having that two-up save is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just it's without context, without points. We're not really sure. So I think that's kind of yep. uh, like pretty. It's pretty exciting if you're an Admech player, ultimately. I'm quite excited. Nick, have you got any thoughts about Admech generally, about where you'd like it to sit? And I guess the kind of question is, because we're also obviously leading up to the July updates. So we know that in July, there's some pretty big like overhaul. Maybe we're going to get a new chapter approved. Maybe we're going to get new missions. Maybe we're going to get new secondaries. So how do you feel about it, this kind of lead up time to that, Nick? Uh, in terms of what the book's going to be like? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, you, 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 are you excited about it, mate? Not bothered? Or where you at? Uh, I'm not personally that bothered because uh, I've never really, I've never really been that, that into Admech. I would love um, a Dark Mechanicum um, uh, army to come out. I, I quite like the aesthetic and how they look. I think they do look pretty cool, but I've never, I've never had one, so I don't feel that emotionally attached to them. I've never been that drawn to start an army because it's. Uh, it's an army of robotic men, and I already have an army of robotic men in my Necrons. Um, um, and I've played against them a couple of times, and they sort of just tend to have, you know, a couple of units which shoot a fuck ton of bullets, like the Catifron, like the, is it, what, what are the Breachers? Are they the, oh, so the, the Castellan Robots. They, flames, yeah. They're the ones that have a million, had a million shots, and they had like a combo where they sit next to twenty a turn, I believe, destroyers it was. and just uh, shoot loads. Um, and they tend to be similar to Marines, how they kind of sat around call or something like that, like a Gulliman style build. Um, it'd be nice if they. Uh, I don't know if they would be more MSU, and it tends to like because I've really been enjoying playing Death Guard and more MSU, and not really focusing that much on. Uh, aura buffs and things like that um, so if i was ever to pick up them as an army it'd be nice if they played more like that um i know the, the preach the priests were pretty cool because they're like a combat unit but they always struggled to get there until they had the floaty boats mm -hmm. um but i think people will often moved away from the priests now so it'd be interesting to see what they do with them if they still keep their sort of weird and vulnerable save mechanic where they have to fight to get it i imagine they'll probably just start with one now um, I think we can see bigger numbers. I think we might see more output from them as well, which I think is good. We've seen that across the board, actually, with the Admech stuff, which is weird, because mm. generally they're considered already to be a fairly good output army. I'm not necessarily certain, like, uh, on that, like, high-end defensive side. Um, and now we're going to see even, like, we've, I mean, we, we've seen some, like, upgrades, obviously, with Breach just getting a two-up save. But with the rest of the book, um, getting more output generally, I mean, the auto cognitive autocannons are wild wild numbers on those uh so to see whether i don't, I don't mind i don't mind numbers going up but what i don't want to see is uh like number of shots going up massively because obviously one of the complaints that people had about like eighth edition was they're like uh, particularly with orcs like you can roll a million dice uh, and achieve almost nothing um whereas because I've, I've i've with my death guard in this new edition there's been a lot less like because of the change to like the core keyword and stuff like that, and I think they have tied it up, uh, certainly in some books anyway, the amount of re-rolls and things that you do. Uh, so my Death Guard build that I've been playing, um, there's there's not that many re-rolls happening. Um, so it feels quicker from that point of view. So what I wouldn't like to see is uh, like Admech just get more shots than they already did and still have re-rolls and it just take a million years to roll dice and not a lot happen okay it's like i'd be really interested to see what they do with orcs when they eventually come out because like yeah. boy hordes had like a million attacks and did very little whether they just make the attacks hit better and hit harder but get fewer fewer attacks i think i'd prefer that rather than getting more attacks because who yeah, wants I, to sit there and roll 180 dice no one no one uh, so yeah, like I'm super on board with that. Tom, how do you feel about? Um, and also thanks to Neil talking about the big FAQ drops are in June, so we're actually not that far away from those FAQ drops with potentially new missions, potentially new secondaries, a bunch of different stuff. So uh, really kind of hotting up to that. Tom, how do you feel about like the Admet kind of leaks at the minute? 
Uh, I haven't had a proper look at the leaks, and also, as you say, it's difficult to really tell without the context of, of things like points and how many things you can get in a unit and how you can buff them around that, right? But overall, I'm kind of excited for AdMech, to be honest. Uh, I feel like a lot of the AdMech you're seeing is just basically a, a case of how do we balance Scorpiuses and Planes and uh, Priests in a list, right? Yep. And how many of each do we fit in? And it gets kind of stale after a while. So I'm kind of hoping we get a book where there's a lot more variety in terms of what what's good. Uh, I'd really hate for one thing to just be objectively better than everything else, especially if it's like Catafron, the Breaches and Destroyers, because we've already seen a lot of those uh, recently. And so there's a lot of people just with Breacher armies just sat in their cupboards. And also uh, the current plane kind of vehicle matter as well. I'd rather see... Either something new be the top dog, which is something is, is, is not really something I want to see because it just means, oh, we're the goalpost again, best buy a new army. I'd rather see some a book where you could take a variety of different builds and they're all kind of good. Uh, a good example of something I see with this is, is Necrons, actually. I don't think Necrons is a particularly strong book, but there is no one clear best build, right? You think that's because they have access to army-wide obsecs, so everything can be relevant? Potentially, yeah, yeah, obsec. potentially, 100%. And also you see people like playing the Necron Warrior Horde and that kind of stuff. You, uh, you see people playing Wraiths and Scarabs and Triple Catans and what have you. But you don't really see, like, a variety in other books, really. Like, even Space Marines are starting to cl- calm down now. You either see uh, some kind of Admech list, uh, Dark Angels list, even with the Terminators, or you see Vanguard Veterans of White Scots and Space Wolves. And that's kind of what you see for Space Marines. Death Guard, you see double uh, Death Row Terminators with characters. You're starting to see them calm down a bit more now, whereas with Necrons, I don't know if it's because no one's trying to innovate with them because they're not seen as a good book, but they've got a lot of variety in terms of what, what they play with. Even Drakari to some degree, like you see a little bit of variety, but still people working it out because it all looks so strong. And for example, Scarry now switching to, you know, the Void Raven Bomber. We got you in the end, champ. Good. Yeah, you got <laughs> good. it. <laughs> we got you in the end so yeah i'm hoping we see a book where we see a lot more variety than what we currently get but i'm not necessarily optimistic about that i'm just kind of hopeful because i'm not a massive fan of where we are right now yeah uh, yeah and i think there's something to be said about that datcom thanks very much for resubscribing big love to you i think one of the things that is is a big push from us and is always uh, the healthy conversation is the you want the very best internal parity for a book yep. so as many of your toys are viable as possible and then you mm-hmm. also want your book to be ex- there to be some great external parity games workshop often fuck up on the internal uh, sorry the external parity and arguably the internal parity as well but but hopefully maybe we'll see uh, that swap around in the future we're not sure i guess if you just make everything bonkers strong then it's all good like just make it all mental then we're having a great time and i'm keen for that there's an example right here in my hand. Before the, the show went live, we were having a talk about what kind of guns do I stick on my Necron Warriors. And I was like, eh, Eva's fine. I'm going to go for the option that looks coolest. So I'm I, think just doing because, that. I think it's because either are fine because neither are like the top pick, right? They're okay, both okay, like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on okay. the other side, they're both great. Let's just let's approach it from that angle, which I think uh, is fine. the parity is great because it's all contextually awful. <laughs> Uh, so just to, before we move on to Orcs, uh, Nick, I know you've been keeping track. Where is Drukari at, win percentage-wise, this week? Currently, still 71.26% after uh, almost 290 games. Well, about, around 290 games, 71.26% uh, win. Pretty Average good. VP is wow. 77. Yeah, so still pretty good. Still pretty so good. All this talk of, oh, let the meta settle. Everyone calm down. 
Oh, cat's biting. Uh, so yeah, sixteen percent above. Well, we that. Mexicans playing it isn't really here now. It's really settling, but okay. Sixteen percent above, like what's even close to acceptable, uh, which is wild. So yeah, long may it continue. Long may it continue. I say, continue on with that. Um, okay, so yeah, very strong. I, I hope think. it continues right up until the point that I can go to a proper tournament. <laughs> the day before I go, then it. Then it changes. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it really it like the the Americans should suffer for going out and playing, um, so they can just play through it. Not the <laughs> Aussies, this, though. Is this their <laughs> karma? Yeah, this is their karma. This is their karma. Yeah. So basically, ah, this is the uh, two hundred IQ play from Games Workshop, Rob. Americans are all going out and playing in tournaments. Heavily irresponsible. Okay, mm-hmm. what's a one way we can keep them from doing that? Well, Busting the game so bad that no one wants to go. Release the menace. Release yeah. the Dracari. Release the menace. That's what they said. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. Take it positive, yeah. uh, positive uh, health yeah. action. Games yeah, Workshop yeah. have involved in humanitarian action once again. Good on well them. Done. Well done. Well done, team. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, still crazy strong. Like, that conversation has been had to death. It doesn't need to be had anymore. Obviously, yeah. you'd yeah. like there to be some sort of fixed but with the faq out uh, and us waiting for june so i mean it's still like a month at least um of that situation which i think is uh it's going to be pretty wild uh, like depending on where it lands in june as well if it's early june then maybe like you know it's only two or three more weeks but if it's like late june like it's a significant amount of time for the have like for them to in the the records of ninth edition for there to be the do you remember the jokari issue um, mm. Although I think we've already we've already established their place in history now at this stage. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, what can you do about it? Nothing, you know, just play granites uh, or not that because they're getting a new book, which leads us on to which leads us on yeah. to uh, the announcements on Friday. We weren't like well, we kind of were live, but we weren't live, so the actual Spy Center wasn't live. Uh, so it's the first time we get to talk about orcs. Three orc players on the show. Three orc players of new orcs. Um, that battle box. Uh, I've heard it's already sold out. I've made that joke four times now. So it's just off the probably is. It's huh? probably well. Half of them have probably gone to content creators. And the other half from Warhammer World store, and then maybe they throw out some to the local stores if they're feeling lucky. Yeah, and the managers and yeah, yeah. there might be five and left. Zero, on sale. zero to to any like stores in other countries. Like I've more. I've discovered this right. Like if I ever want to buy something where I'm not sure if it's going to be in stock, just go to Warhammer World because they have all of it. All of the stock is in Warhammer World. Like I, uh, I went to my uh, local store and there were no bellicores on, on the shelf just to buy some paint. But I, when I, I came down to um, to Nottingham the other week and I drove past Warhammer World on the way back to Junction Twenty Five, and I thought, you know what, I'll stop in if I have a bellicore, I'll have one. I walk in, nine bellicores on the shelf. I'm like, hmm, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> Something must be happening, right? Surely, yeah. not like yeah. the the shop is dead. Because well, someone think... else bought Bellacore when I went in. I, I, uh, Learn Trade Place says one world is a long way to go from Spain. Prodigies about that. They have all the stock. <laughs> yeah, they have all the stock. Uh, we'd send it to you, but we can't. We can't get anything out of the British Isles at the minute. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, I, but yeah, you got to pay full retail, Tom. You do, you do. But it was there, so you know. Yes, that's the tax, isn't it? That's how they get. That's how they get you. Right, so yeah. well, well then Tom will be got like got. third party uh, selling Beastnagger boxes, I assume. So the <laughs> Beastnagger box is um, we talk about this as a format. It's uh, twenty orb boys, two characters, and then a unit of squig riders as well. 
Now, yeah. how do you two feel about the box which follows the... It doesn't quite follow Indomitus, but it follows the Sister Battle box, where it's a limited edition codex in a box with a bunch of new sculpts, uh, probably before the net, before the actual codex comes out. Uh, like So as Orc players, how do you feel about it? Nick, how do you feel about the fact that you, you're going to have to get the box to get the codex? There's no other way to get the codex. You won't be able to get it digitally. Well, how, you, how are you feeling about that situation? I'm absolutely outraged by it. Okay, good. Um, because there's... Because I've struggled to get all of the codexes digitally uh, so far this edition. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really, it's not really good, is it? Like, it's a, uh, it's an army that loads of people have. Loads of people love orcs because they're so characterful and fun and cool. Um, and so, yeah, having having a limited edition release with this is a bit shit, uh, particularly if it sells out really quickly. And then there's, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots who have it. Uh, and don't i'm not too worried about the models being uh limited to this box because um depending on what the rules are i presume this is like orc primaris kind of release where the snagger boys are better Um, than the normal boys but i'm probably if that's the case i'm probably just going to say to my mates or tournaments that i go well depending on the tournaments i go to like can i just use my normal boys as these boys if i'm really that bothered like it at friends' houses, I'm sure everyone will be super cool with that. Like, obviously, Games Workshop won't be. Maybe an independent tournament will be potentially. Um, or, but like one example for the uh, the Squig dudes. Uh, if you can't get those models, get the uh, Age of Sigmar uh, Oruk. Um, what are they called? Gorgrunters. Yeah, yeah. they're probably yeah. re- relatively similar size, look similar, and would be a pretty nice like for like proxy if you can't get those models i'd just do that instead yeah um, i think that's super fair uh uncle jim thank you for resubscribing tom how do you feel about uh, like at least the codex being behind the paywall before we talk about well, the models so the code um this is the new codex right uh yes it's a new codex okay. it's a In new case, codex i am bloody livid that games okay. workshop are going to make me drive 45 minutes down the m1 <laughs> on my saturday morning to go and buy this shit okay I queue up and queue up, which yeah. will happen. I will be there in the queue, uh, at the front, in my tent, getting, <laughs> getting, getting the orc box, along with my Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass, isn't it, really? Cover art looks kind of nice. I like that. You know, well, no, so no, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us need to like bang on the, the harp that, it's, oh, yeah, that yeah. it'll be frustrating yeah, and that it'll sell out. But I guess let's talk yeah. about the models. Let's talk about the models. How do you guys okay, feel? So his, his, can I go over some very quickly? Because it, yeah, it sure. was more my point with the, uh, the limited edition stuff. I'm actually kind of concerned about this uh, because I still remember when that Chaos Space Marines box dropped mm-hmm. with the uh, new obliterators. And the Venom Crawler, I believe you can get in a, uh, a Star Collecting set now. And the Disco Lord, I think you can get as his own model. But yeah. we still haven't seen all the units from there released independently. Obliterators? Yeah, this is the thing. And obliterators have always been like a staple of the competitive Chaos Marine lists. Every single list you've ever seen since 5th edition to now, you'd have people saying, oh, obliterators are great. Every single iteration of a book. Not necessarily every single list, but every single iteration of a book. So I'm a little bit concerned just because I don't know when you're going to see these models. And they're kind of cool. So if I wanted to run a full naked orc army, I'm a bit worried about whether or not I'd have to. And therefore, I may just buy five boxes. Oh, really? No, probably not, but oh. <laughs> I feel like I would have to just to make sure I've got the models, right? 
but I'm not going to because I'm not a disgusting hoarder. He says building a second Indomitus box. So you sound like a hoarder. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, yeah. uh, have you know I won this box? Thank you very much. That's true. That's true. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about the models? Uh, the models look really nice. Yeah, um, I like the big squig riders. They look pretty mm. cool. The new the new Orc boys do look uh, not too dissimilar, um, but like just a more slightly updated version of them. Yeah, I really like them. I like the Orc choppers with like the mini chainsaw bit. That's pretty cool. Those are cool. Um, the new pain boy with the grot on like a little unicycle thing looks hilarious. <laughs> I really like the the war boss with the uh, like the the grot gunner on top. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I think they're all pretty sweet models. Yep. Um, but what I was going to say about the uh, the box being limited and maybe all these models being limited uh, and like o- like other models like uh, obliterators and stuff like that. Because majority, are, I would, I would probably say that the majority of either casual games or tournament games happen at more independent venues. The fact that um, some models are limited, do we think it's actually a massive? Well, do we think it's actually a problem because people either a convert stuff or use proxies, or scratch build or three D print stuff, and people just like you know Warhammer hobby hobbyists find a way rather than having to rely definitely on buying the official models i think it's only really an issue if tournament organizers or stores or places like warmer world enforce the fact that you have to use the yeah. official model i i just feel like it's a bit weird that games workshop make it difficult for you to use the official model and then they yeah. enforce it you have to use yes. the official model yeah, <laughs> yeah seem, i mean more on that later game. that kind of ties into the main story of today which is the the games workshop pro tour um which we saw announced earlier in the week that pro tour in again in brackets um yeah i think nick i think your point is 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 super okay and on the limited like nature of it uncle jim says i just hope the codex comes out at the same time having a tournament circuit in effect where one in a thousand players of a faction has access to the latest codex will be a cluster Mm -hmm. and i agree with that like i think i think i'm very excited about orcs i'd like to be super clear about that i'm very excited about all of the orcs i think the models look sublime i'm really into them i think they all look really really cool actually not too keen on the weird character who's not on a squig like he's fine like like get a haircut and he'll be all right yeah i guess so like i'm not super 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 keen but what i am keen about i think that the the boys look amazing because ultimately like the thing that really gets me is like i I really like kind of troop choices in in armies a lot of the time that's what i think carries an army a a lot um especially because uh the characters just don't see like you know like a uh i don't know a captain versus a lieutenant like just does zero for me like a a technomancer, like you could like put any model in front of me, Nick, and be like, "This guy's the technomancer, and this guy's <laughs> the other guy." I'll be like, "Cool, whatever you want, man." Yeah. Like, Do you want to hear a funny story, by the way? Yeah, please. So, final round of ETC in 2019. Yeah, we're playing as your team too, and we have our captain, Gaz Jones, legendary 40k player. He used to be like insane, right? He's still, and he's still able to hang on this level. It's insane. Um, he was playing craft worlds against orcs. And he couldn't tell what the fuck each Big Mech was. <laughs> he had no idea which one was the shock attack gun, which one the Big Mech with the KFF was, and so on. So he sees the uh, this Big Mech. He asks this Eastern European guy, is this the shock attack gun? He's like, yes, 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 very good. So Gaz commits, flies all his planes to try and kill this Big Mech, kills yeah. all the boys, kills the Big Mech. Next turn, Eastern European guy, yes, so I, I shoot you with my shock attack gun. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> and he's killed the wrong. Big 
because sometimes we had, big, we had a big hoo-ha with the refs. It was like Gaz was so cross because, as far as he was concerned, his opponent had told him this was the shock attack gun and he'd killed it. But because he couldn't tell the difference between the models, he couldn't know himself what the difference was. <laughs> so uh, yeah, similar vein. That happens to everyone, mate. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's not. I'm not worried about it. What I more mean is, is like in some and like Colorus says in the chat, I don't have a fucking clue what orc units are. It's only made harder because everyone <laughs> kit bashes them out of literal junk, uh, which I completely <laughs> agree with as well. Um, but like to cycle back to the models, I think uh, orc boys needed primarising. Like I'm sure they're not. I'm sure orc boys are in the codex along with the snagger boys. But I, mm. you know, I'm pretty certain the snagger boys are going to be loads better for some reason yeah. like they'll be two they're with the same points but with an extra wound in ap on their attacks yeah or something yeah exactly no, and explic- then... no logical reason that will be the case but you can take 20 of them as opposed to 30 there's like some yes. sort of like you know something uh yeah exactly like tactical marines and i'm kind of here for it if i'm honest nick like not like not like i don't want to invalidate your models but at a certain point there is like yeah like like, I'm not saying it needs to be three years, but it's been like what a billion since those old boys came out. I'm not sure. Like several, it's the nineties at least when they dropped, right? Yeah, like we've been through several fa- like fashion trends. Like I think at the time they dropped, like like maybe people were into Blur. Like when have, when did you last <laughs> listen to Blur? Like I don't or know Oasis? Blur is much of a of a Gen Z, I'm afraid. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what, uh, Tom, you were like watching, like, I don't even know, Teletubbies? Like, uh, I was watching cartoons. Some stay, I'm still doing so. so. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a problem. Um, but, Nick, like, I know you're probably not pro this kind of like point of view, but like, you, you, like, you, there has to be like some conversation uh, from us at some point where stuff just kind of has to go out. It just has to go I can by see, the way. I can see that, but, but why can't it be. Uh, they just update the Orc Boys kit and they go, oh, we've got these sweet new models that are like way better than the old ones. Buy them because they look cool. Instead of forcing incomers to yeah. buy the new ones because they're a different keyword. Yeah. You can't use those anymore. Well, here's, here's a conversation. So long as we're on the, same, on the same base size, why does it matter? We don't even really use true line of sight anymore if we've got obscuring terrain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what's, the, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, just let people use their cool toys. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I agree with that. And, and Nick, I completely agree with that sentiment. Like, super on board with it. Like, you know, like, I think that that's the fair point, but we kind of had to go through the process to, like, arrive at the conclusion. Um, the new units, though, are cool. They're obviously not replacements for anything. Like, Snagger Boys, by the way, I think are, like, 11 out of 10. Like, 11 yeah, out of 10. Like, they make me want to, like, start a new Orc army. Well, I have to because I sold it. But like start an orc army, but like very, very piecemeal. Like I'm gonna like I'd like to do a really nice job on painting them. So if they suck, so I am gonna wait till the codex comes out because if those elements of the, of the book suck, I just won't get them. But I'll be disappointed. I probably would only buy into this army at the moment if it really worked around a lot of the newer kits. You know, if for some reason. I know flash kits were good. They're probably not new enough for me to like care about. Like I know they're still fairly new. At the minute. You are. Yeah. It's still fine cast at the minute. Yeah, like I, I yeah, I want I want the I want the newer stuff to be good. This is one of those situations where like I bought into orcs pretty heavily at one point, but a lot of the range was quite old. And it, like if I'm going to start an orc army again, 
I would like the stuff mm. that's new and fancy to be good. And I know that doesn't really work for players who already own an army. Um, but, you know, like, I don't know who sat on an Eldar army at the moment thinking, I should keep hold of this. Like, surely they're all getting updated. <laughs> they should, like, that would be the one I would, I would, I would kind of throw at the moment. I'd flog that and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to rebuy into the army when it comes out. But exciting no, times. No, that would be good. What? So the reason I, well, the, one of the units that inspired me to get start on Orc Army um, was Burner Boys in a Chinook. Yeah. And, I, and I, I built these before the last Orc Codex came out and before they had some rules in the Psychic Awakening. So uh, I built my Chinooks, built my uh, Burner Boys, got them all ready. The Codex came out, Burner Boys were shit and got nothing and Chinook was still uh, existed. Then the Psychic Awakening came out. They got no additional extra rules apart from some custom clan, which was liked flamers where you could like re-roll the number of hits or some some shites. Yeah. And then they've legended Chinooks. So I'm just hoping that this new yeah, yeah. yeah Chinooks are gone. And I have three of three scratch built. Uh they're gone. Um and I'm just praying uh to all of the gods that um Burner Boys are good in this new in this new book. So I feel like they deserve it. And I feel like they well but maybe well, do they deserve it? Maybe that's just me because I really want them to be good. Maybe they're just gonna be still a snagger, beast snagger thing. They're probably just gonna be in the shit still. But I think they should be they could be like really good in combat. Because I think they did have AP in combat, but they could just make him like uh better power swords in combat. I think they're gonna make new boner boys, right? Like, there's no way they're keeping Burner Boys as is. Like, there'll be new Burner Boys. Because, again, are they a billion years old, Nick, as models, aren't yeah. they? It's the same as the Burner uh, Boys. <laughs> I think that's 2010, isn't it? No. Burner Boys have got to be old kits. Older, like, yeah. Definitely oldish. Because they remember, like, little rectangular ones rather than the big kind of... Yeah, no. Old too old. Yeah. Too old for me. I want new. I want new. I want new generation Orcs, and I'm okay with it. Like, I think it's about time. I get it, because, Nick, you're a classic orc player. You're like, do you know what? Well, I'll just build 800 orcs out of things I find. Like, and I get and it. It's, like this, it's, it's very yeah. orky, but, like, I'm not that powerful. I want to just be given the pretty sculpts and put them together. So I think I'm, I'm all right with it. Um, I want to see this book. So, I want to see mech time. guns that don't cost 30 quid. You want to see mech guns that don't cost 30 I quid? I mech guns. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Over burner boys, over boys. I want to see mech guns because. So, do you think like are... like what sort of like? I mean, here's a question. One of the really weird things I thought about the last orc book, at least in my opinion, and also orcs because they only got one book in the last edition, and orcs generally during eighth edition was they felt more like a shooty army than they felt like a combat army. They definitely had sh- combat. Obviously, you had your big bricker boys to jump in around, but they didn't really feel like a like that was their shtick and what's interesting yeah. with kind of like the meta now for 40k um is you would hope that they can go toe-to-toe in melee but there's some big asks mm. right you're asking them to punch through death guard and dark angel terminators you're asking them to fight vanguard vets you're asking them to fight like witch cults like it's a big ask like they've got to get a significant upgrade to their melee output right like across the board i think that's what's kind of interesting yeah and yeah, I think I feel like they're going to put more of their, those kind of like uh, rules resources, if I can call it that, 
not into the boys to compete in combat. I think the boys will still just be board control, uh, chaff, if you will, or like, you know, um, blocking units. Uh, and they'll just like still do maybe some attacks. Maybe they're going to make people. I feel like they're going to, and I hope that they make uh, stuff like Meganobs better. So Meganobs were okay, I think. But if they no, just gave them a bit of a boost, yeah. then I think because uh, you know they they seem to be like making Terminators really good uh, across every army. Um, yeah. Um, Mega knobs are kind of Terminator equivalents, so yeah. it'd be nice if they made them really strong. I I don't know if the issue was ever that they they weren't good enough in combat and they were just better at shooting. I feel like shooting in general is just better. Like when you but took... no, but hold on, like like Mega Nobs now had no invent, right? Like, yeah, like sure. A good yeah. example. A good, a, same, a good example right. would be custodies, right? Like custodies yeah. ha- had their time in the sun with the Caladius tanks, of course. Yeah? yeah, but generally, if you're a custodies player, you were whomping around with your good armor save and you get a good invun save. That's what you were yeah. there for, right? Yeah. Same as your smash captain with Thunderhammer and, and Storm Shield. They had some melee. But what's weird was an orc boss was never really that. Like you had the guy on the bike, maybe a bit, kind of. Yeah, was where you were. He's just fast and just hit himself rather than having an honorable save. Yeah, whereas, whereas, like, what I would really like to see, uh, like, uh, I mean, actually, Everblight in the chat has actually made a really, really good point as well, because, and and touches on what Tom was saying, actually, about diversity inside of the book, is that, like, number one, I'd like to see Melly be a thing, because I really feel that's where Orcs are. Like, I get the DACA meme, I get it. Like, more DACA, like, I get the meme, but, like, you know, they're brutish thugs. They should be smashing stuff, right? And then they should be yeah. given the rules to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think I one think... of the... Sorry, go on, Tom. No, you, you go for it, because I was... You finish your point, and then I'll fully Well, the my... follow-on was going to be... And that's just, like... That's just that side of it. Dreadmob, any of the killer cans, any of those builds being a thing, would be pretty sweet as well. Like, I mean, we can give up on all of the four-drawn models, right? We can give up on Grot Tanks. We can give up on all of that stuff. Like, that's going to go straight away into the bin. So, like, yeah, we but can... Yeah, killer cans and those Dreadnoughts are, are as old as the Burner Boy kit. Oh, so I'm with you. Good. Like, I, I think that they should change and or upgrade them. Like, just get us some new new kits. I think they'd, they'd look wicked, too. If this is the refresh, let's get the whole refresh is what I'm saying. Like and give them more ways to play. Give them a shooting option because that's where it started off with Tom talking about mech guns, right? Give, they've got artillery pieces in their mech guns, Gorkonauts, Morkonauts. Make them viable somehow in some way. Like make it so that the the vehicle elements of it are good, but also that the infantry. And it's not just how many bodies can I put on the board and flood the board with, yeah. which is pretty much like. And can I lull jokes, roll loads of two d sixes on this one dumb gun with like eight CP? Go on, yeah. Tom, this, this is the thing. So the main issue was never that they were bad in melee. I don't think I think the main issue is that you could never actually ever get them in. You had two ways to do it. You had running across the board and then hoping that you live long enough to get there, which involves flooding the board with dudes. And then you had to jump uh, deep striking from the teleportarium, 2d6 charge with a plus one rerolling one of both dice, right? And the odds on that were like like 73%, something like that, succeeding with Evil Sons, right? Which basically meant you always had to take Evil Sons. Uh, hooray for diversity there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but even then, though, like with seventy three percent, you still felt that it never felt like seventy three percent. It felt like more like a sixty forty or a fifty fifty. Yeah. yeah, just because of the way you remember it. So it would never. Whenever you were to play an all melee orc army, you'd think, oh man, 
I, I would have won this game, but I couldn't get my boys across the board enough because they all shot too too they got shot too early or oh but I failed this crucial charge and to jump and it cost me the game. Whereas when you have the option of taking eighteen mech guns and fifteen looters with bad moons where you double the firing them and a super shock attack gun from Vigilus, it would always at least feel consistent. Sometimes you would have issues where you felt like you'd fire your entire army and you'd never kill it, but it was much less inconsistent than actually charging things. And the question is, the age-old question, how do you get things into melee? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the change to ninth made it a bit easier. Yeah. Uh, because the boards are smaller. And I, because I, I played uh, like as many orc bodies as I could as an army uh, towards the end of eighth and a little bit at the start of ninth. And I think it was slightly better at the start of ninth um, just because like the boards are smaller. So, and you can get on to the mid-board objectives and that mattered, whereas eighth edition... Mm -hmm that wasn't really part of the game yeah. um, but i fully agree with what tom said about it always kind of came down to that one or one or two charges that won and lost you the game and i did kind of, i do kind of enjoy playing a horde of orcs i think it's it looks amazing i think mm -hmm. um and i think it's fun to play because it's all about movement and your micromanagement of your pilings and charges and stuff like that and that's where the skill of playing the army comes from so i think that's really enjoyable but also it was uh sometimes not fun because i you spent a lot of time just taking models off the table so my turn was like i i move run uh move there and your opponent spends half an hour shooting you and you're removing models all over the place then you green tied more one for them to shoot exactly off. And you don't That's do a you don't do a lot Dude. don't do a lot in the game you're just moving and taking models off for the entire game it so wasn't even just for taking off but i get your point like one of the issues was you paint spend so long painting them and you've got to take them all off and you've got to make sure you allocate them to know which squad is which so when you green tide you know which ones to bring back on it's yeah. felt more like an admin exercise which is weird right because like like why am i doing so much micromanagement and like key skills here when like like is it it's meant to be like a fun insane army all right let's play a fun game because like, i just want to round this off really fun uh we're going to go through all of the available orc kits from games workshop oh, at the moment goodness. yeah and nick tom twitch chat this is what i want to hear from you i either want to hear you you keep them you get rid of them or you upgrade them yeah and the upgrade could be a new kit or some new rules that's what i want to see so keep throw it in the bin yeah or upgrade it that's what i kind of want to see so let's let's fly through this. Oh, by the way, we also saw leaks for Gazgul, right? Gazgul with a oh, rapid yeah. fire twelve gun. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. That, that is more Dakar. That, that is more Dakar. Still not enough. Yeah, not enough. He's also a monster, so don't forget. So we'll ignore Gazgul. All right, so we'll start with the first truck. Rooker truck squig buggy. I love the trucks, but I don't want the trucks to be how I think of an orc army. They should be a fun little side many. project, like not yeah. And like the core element Not of an army. army. So, Nick, yeah. where you at? Mm, get rid of it. Oh, nice, Tom. Yeah, yeah, bin. Same here. Like, like obviously keep it, but like, just I don't want it to be the core. Wire book is good. Orc boys, Nick, keep upgrade, upgrade. or bin. Oh, sorry. Upgrade. Upgrade. Okay, their rules Custom or the models because they've upgraded their models to snagger boys. Uh, the rules. The okay. rules. <laughs> Tom, upgrade. Yeah, upgrade two to the Snagger Boys, which we've got. So super happy about that. So Orc Boys throwing the bin is what I'm saying. Uh, Mega Knobs. Um, what do you want with that? Upgrade. Oh, upgrade, upgrade rules. Are we all thinking upgrade rules? No new models? Uh, I'm, I just upgrade the models. I'm not even talking about rules. Whenever I, I talk about this, it's just, just models I'm going for. Upgrade. Okay. 
I'm going for upgrade yeah. the rules. I think the Mega Knob models can stay. I think they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, right, next up, uh, the Gorkonaut. Mm, I, I, I just probably just keep it, but maybe okay. just upgrade the rules again. I guess. Uh, Tom, so I think it's I think it's quite a cool model. Yeah. Uh, bin, bin it, throw it away. How come? Uh, I don't think it's very cool. I don't like it. And also, by getting rid of things like this, you could make more room in the book for cooler new concepts. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, I'm I... being full on scorched earth here. Okay, that's fair. I think keep uh, because it's very like, but it's pretty fugly. So anyway, uh, Orc Gretchen, we can skip them because obviously keep them yeah. forever. Upgrade them to the best Orc Gretchen in the world. Uh, yeah. Mega gun, mega sorry, Met guns. Bin, bin. Okay, bin. Tom. Bin. Really? Throw them in the bin? Why? Why you bastards? Why? Why are they a unit? Because I, I just played, I think I, I think Gretchen artillery and it makes, huh? me sick, <laughs> makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth every time I think about playing them again. Yeah. Only because only because that ruffle stop that unit last time we played. <laughs> okay, all right. I think keep them because I think like it adds a nice role in the army, which nothing else really does. Uh, burner bombers. I think amalgamate all the planes into one kit. Yes, and like two units. Yeah, yeah. I think I think make it so you can just build any orc plane and just be like this. Same is this with plane. the buggies, by the way. And that's what I've buggies. done. Oh, yeah. that's what you've done. You, so I made f- my own, and I've just all the weapon options are just magnetized, and they just oh. change the weapon. Okay. I can see what's coming up next. By the way, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> the stomper. Let me go it's first. Throw it in the bin. No. What? Yeah. How uh, could you do such a thing? Like, it's not that it's not cool. It's just like whatever. Just like sling it, man. Like, just right. catapult it. Like, what Me and is Dick it? Dick are going to go make our own podcast now. Fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> Nick, how do you feel yeah. about this? I'm with Tom. Yeah. We're, we're splitting. Off, we're going to we're going to start this Stomper podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, like, yeah, sure. We're going to get Scrivo to make us some art that's just two Stompers. With it's, just like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, where do you, like, do you give it more Tarian rules? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Like. Just make it 500 points. <laughs> yeah. True. Get, tell chat. Tell him what's up. Yeah, fine. Uh, flash gits. What are you up with flash gits? Uh, bin. Uh, I would kind of like to see a, a slightly different version. Um, like, because they're kind of like um, they're the ones with that like, almost plasma style weapon. Well, uh, like a fancy Death gun, guns. right? Yeah. They've got like, a good AP and damage. Like a un- an orc unit that I would love to see Games Workshop make. You know how orcs love to loot things? Yeah. And it's kind of an army that I kind of considered trying uh, and would like to do uh, if I had infinite money. Um, just uh, orcs that have kind of like wrecked a space marine chapter or army and looted all of their tech. <laughs> so like, uh, orc, like orc mega knobs like in just uh, in like they've taken apart Terminator armor and put it on themselves or like uh, orc knobs like uh, with like primaris armor and shoulder pads and like like orc cosplaying marines like yeah. would be amazing and I, th- I think you could do like a marine army but orc marines uh, so it could be a quite a dual army that would so be i'd cool. love to see yeah. uh, a sweet sort of mixed orc and marine kit you mean like glover's necro orcs army or orcron army but with marines uh yeah there's yeah there's quite yeah like brad um uh, brad yeah, Brad's done loads of those sort of combination armies, like his Gene Stealer, 
uh, orc army and uh, now he's lizard men, tyranid army. Yeah. Wolf War Gaming says Wolf War Gaming says the best version he's seen is cussed orcs. So cool. Um, uh, there's someone oh, doing I, that on Reddit calling them space morons. Play it on space marines. That's very interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll go find that. Uh, Flash gears. I would like them to keep. I would like them to find. Like I'd like there to be a melee unit for orcs. Which you assume there should be, who are at least as interesting as Flash Gits. Like, there's so much effort put into Flash Gits kit. Like, and then you're like, give me like a belly unit for God's sake, man. It's weird. Um, Morkanaut, same feelings as, every, as the other one. Yeah, yeah. It just goes in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Battle Wagon. What are you doing with that? Nick? Battle Wagon. Uh, I'm not bothered about that. Get rid of it. It's just a tank oh, with a gun, isn't it? Right? It's a historical artifact, mate. You can't just put it into it. It's just a gun, isn't it? This isn't I, the one with the red roller. Mate, it's like... Well, fight... it's, it's the kit you build, you build from the battle wagon, right? Like, it could be any of them. I'm not that bothered. Oh, mate, it's like finding that old, you know, famous Saxon helmet, just picking it up and going, it's just shitty metal, isn't it? And just lobbing yes. it into it. Hi, like, fish. No, no, no. Um, no. Yeah, like, no. I would... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> like I, I would like to like I'm, I'm much more interested in the, uh, the squigs, like the orcs around the squigs. Like I, I like, fuck, like fuck it off. Just like there can be some trucks, cool, some lads in a truck. But like yeah. I want, I, I want to see some big swole boys on some beasts beating some stuff up. I th- like I told I'm, you- I'm less interested in orc technology that looks like other people's technology. Like, uh, well, I guess like a gorkonaut is kind of like just a big dreadnought, and like a death dread is kind of that. Yeah. But like it's a bit more wacky. I tell you what, yes. I'll give yeah. you this. You can bin off all of the data sheets from the battle wagon apart from the battle wagon itself. Like what? The not big... the red roller. And that's just a relic, though, right? That's just oh, a yeah, it's a relic. Upgrade. But sorry, yeah, but yeah. you, you like because there's the odd case. There's the different upgrades, right? Yeah, those, yeah. yeah, you keep those. What I mean is, you you know how you've got like different variants of a battle wagon. Yeah, what they're called right now. But bin them all off. Just one battle wagon. And then you can like give it a certain upgrades, like give it some guns, or you know, like just like the fi- old fifth edition codex, mate. I want it to be super cheap, like because it's because it's a it's in a weird place because all of the orcs. Oh, we could talk about this forever. We could literally talk about the orc codex for several shows. All three of us could. There's a lot yeah. of love for the orc codex. Uh, weird yeah. boy, weird boy, upgrade the weird boy because he looks awful in his fine cast. He's also fine cast, awful, terrible. Yeah, get yep, yeah, upgrade yeah. that. Uh, all of the fine cast characters. We can just skip that straight away. Storm boys, bin badrock. I keep Storm Boys. I think they're really funny. But like, do you? I want to upgrade the models for Storm Boys. I so I would want to, but I don't think yeah. they're like high on my priority list. I'd rather upgrade things like, uh, you know, the burners and the boys and all that kind of stuff first, rather oh than God, that. I'm I'm looking at looters and burners right now, and I can't believe anyone ever bought them recently. Is all I'm going to say. But like, that's a side note. Go on, Nick. What are you saying about Storm I, Boys? I, I I quite like Storm Boys, but I want to see uh, a different model kit. I want to see. Orcs on hoverboards. I want to see nice. them on like rocket yeah. pogo sticks. Um, nice. <laughs> like actual like mechanical <laughs> wings, just like all sorts of different flying machines. Okay, yeah, yeah no, I'm into that. Just like little, guy, little, little like, like personal things. helicopter blades. Yeah, like a hat with a personal helicopter blade, or maybe like an Iron Man suit. Kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. would be fantastic. I'm just more worried about the fine cast stuff first. We can't overwork the design department with our ideas. Okay. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm with you. But yeah, Storm Boys. Uh, I would, upgrade, I would keep the unit in the game, but I would like get. I would, I want an upgrade kit. Uh, orc looters and then orc burner boys, um, which are the the, the dual kit. Just I, again, I like them. See, what's really interesting is as we've gone through, right? Like you like shooting unit, shooting unit, shooting unit, shooting unit. You like, like 
like like uh, uh, they're cool burner boys and looters like the the roles that they have like some long range kind of rapid fire and the burner boys although the looters surely are basically replaced by the flash kits you can just fuck off looters completely flash kits can fill that role as an orc with some sort of long range gun so just yeah. fuck looters off forever and throw them in the bin it depends and, if you're bidding with flash kits like i am or not yeah i think that's fine um you can't keep says, one of yeah. yeah, Chris says pogo sticks with scatter dice for movement is perfect, or at least random movement. Two d six range on your, uh, or three d six on your pogo stick. Fine, but can Storm we make that a crusade form, please? <laughs> can we I put? Don't, I don't want... yeah, hey, shit, yeah. isn't crusade so good? Have you ever thought I like crusade yeah. so much? I'd like it to be in a separate book to the book I buy. Isn't that yeah. what a tactical deployment I, is for? I keep trying to get tickets to all the crusade events around me, but they're all sold out. All sold out. Just, I, I mean, I was I was listening to that podcast you were doing with Jim the other day, mate. And you were talking about like the biggest flops that Games Workshop had recently released, mate. Yeah. You this bit this book was such a flop, but you forgot it was a flop. <laughs> what was Actually, it? Actually, it's a rain book. Oh yeah, I forgot it existed. It was pretty wild. <laughs> All right, Burner Boys. Wait, but what we're at with Burner Boys? Upgrade them. Upgrade. 100%. Okay, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. They're a different role. Although I would like them to be more like 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 flamethrowing molotov boys i'd like them to be like yeah. short range they get they're like fighters but they like yeah. throw stuff and they set their hands on fire or something i kind of want to that. see i kind of want to see um them be similar to like aggressors yeah yeah like, make, okay. them me- make them mega armor but i have like two flamers and then like yeah like you say like little uh molotov cocktail throwing things on their back just like pumping out little uh explosions yeah, they're just surrounded by explosions all the time flame. and fire. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'd like to see that. Tom, where are you at with Burner Boys, did you say? Uh, upgrade them, 100%. Yeah, 100% upgrade this. Okay, Orc Knobs. Upgrade them, because I want to see them be either shooty knobs or choppy knobs, not some choppy knobs with a couple of shooty weapons in there. That's weird. Yeah, same. I want to see, I want to see like, brutes from Age of Sigmar level, like, knobs. I want to see big, small, yeah. husky husky like custodies yeah. uh, bigger sort of dudes at the minute they're more like chosen or stern guard where they're just orcs with an extra wound and they have the ability to take some more weapons yeah they, they really yeah they're like they're not given the the the, the clout right or um nick what are you with knobs uh well i'm with dude i in the chat I, want, I just want to see bigger knobs same same <laughs> you and me both uh right so def copter i'm taking this one straight in the bin like yeah, straight 100%. in the bin that thing has not been relevant since Blackreach. And I don't want, like, and again, and I, speaking I like of, that. Speaking of models, like, which have been released in a box and never had an official release, like, yeah. I can't believe how many Defcopters are around and still available, even though they never really had a box, right? I'm sure they were only ever in Blackreach. Just like There seems to be a million of them. <laughs> oh, they've got, they got to go in the bin. Number one, like, how can they honestly sell that kit? That's embarrassing is the the first part like when they were like going through like or eighth edition or codex they were like yeah okay keep that like oh boys yeah like okay defcopter like yeah like keep this to be for fair some that reason. looks insanely that looks i think you could just use that as storm boys uh give it storm boy champion yeah just name it the storm boy kit <laughs> um it right looks okay like Porky from league of legends yeah, so just get rid of that, and I just re- like just have the Stormboy flying unit. That's fine. We're we're good on that front. Okay, so big mech with shock attack gun, we can keep him. It's not a, not a, an issue. Yeah, new model, tank busters upgrade, commandos upgrade. Yeah, tank busters and commandos, you upgrading those as well, Nick? Yeah, I quite like yeah. the tank busters. I think they're cool. Just dudes with rockets. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, now I didn't. Uh, so I I forgot the war biker mob was even a kit. That's a new kit, though, right? That's a new <laughs> I kit. I know. I forgot it was a kit. Keep it, yeah. of course, but yeah. give it better rules. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. upset. Like, give it new bases. S- I think about it. Oh, I never got new bases. Cool. Fine. Because they suck. Um, I think that would be like it would be better if they were cooler. I think. Because I would like rather see like w- like tribes of war biker mobs than I would like another bunch of buggies battling against me. Do you not think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, truck. What, how do you feel about the, the truck? Uh, I mean, I guess it's. I guess you'd keep it just because it gives you an option to um, transport some, some boys transport. around. But I prefer to play. I prefer my boys in bigger groups. Yeah. Rather I, than small groups. Yeah. Uh, Tom, how do you feel about trucks? Keep, keep that. I think we can keep the Death Killer War Trike, which is up next too. Yeah, yeah, because that's a new kit. Uh, the Meg Boy Workshop. That's the real one. Oh, absolutely, get rid of that. Oh, is this what, oh no, I I need to keep this and just display it proudly because this was super good for like a week last edition, where Games Workshop FAQ'd it to work one way and then immediately re-FAQ'd it to work the opposite way completely. It was great. It was really really good. Uh, yeah, Meg I got Boy Workshop scam. Just like what was that core unit where they FAQ'd it in AOS? The Skull Cannon. The Skull Cannon. Yeah. And they fucked everyone over with it. Yeah, well, they, it didn't, the they, same, just they, they just fucked over up. one podcaster who, like, clearly had no clue, like, straight in. It was, it was a weird setup. Um, okay. like, well, this yeah. is worse then, okay? Yeah. This is worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the shock, so the, we're, 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 again, we're, are we on keeping the buggies or not? Shock jump dragster. I want to keep them all as one kit and then reduce the number of buggies available in the book because it takes up, like, four pages. Yeah, I'd rather they. I'd rather they just have, um, just make it one like custom vehicle, and then you can upgrade your vehicle to have different things for different points, and then nice, uh, nice it, like that. Yeah. So you just yeah. have so yeah, just one one kit, one data. Well, not necessarily one kit, but one data sheet, and you just have random different upgrades. So you can really go to town on the customization of like orc vehicles and stuff. Yeah, see, I like I like the models. Don't get me wrong, I like the models. But when you start thinking about an army, like some race cars, is weird. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's weird. it feels like it feels like we're in a separate box game. They thought, oh fuck, we need to give people a way to use these in actual forty k games. Yeah, like it's just it's just it's very very odd and at odds. I think with like a lot of the other stuff that we really see. Um, so I'm with you, Nick. I think that's quite cool, especially if someone pointed out. Like I think maybe it was you actually. So what you were saying the other day, like. If you if you got th- like three mecha jet scrap jets, but they all look the same, like, and yeah. that's like very unorky. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense for like the Imperium to have a factory, which factory produces tanks to be all the same standardized thing. But orcs don't really do that, so it's a bit weird if you have like because you can have nine of the same thing in your army, nine of the same thing. Like, is there like? Like what? What orc big mech is going to make the same thing nine times? They're going to want to go wild and make some weird contraption every time, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like especially to yeah to that like level of quality. I agree with you hundred uh, percent. All right. So then the death dreads and the killer cans. Mm, I I I like the killer cans. I think they're cool. I think the yeah, death dreads need an upgrade yeah. at least. And I think keep the death dreads. I think the death dreads need an upgrade. I think the killer cans are cool though. Keep them. Just give them better rules. Better rules all day. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've done all the planes, and that's it. That's it. So we've got most of the range. Uh, nice. So I think that, I think that's a good like indication of like you know it's good that they're getting something new. 
uh, ultimately. So I'm very excited. I would like to see more feral orcs generally. Um, I think that that would be like a nice take, and I would like to see probably less shooting, more fighting. So yeah, like unless you guys have got anything else, we could talk about the next thing on the list. If you guys are happy with that, time to time for us to go to a small break from our uh, sponsor. Here we are. Are you wanting to become a professional 40k player? Then sign up to <laughs> Dodge Contact. <laughs> so, sign up to the coaching service offered by Neil Kerr. Please follow him on Facebook and add him for send. questions. To apply, just send a direct message on all social media platforms you can find him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them. Starting with all caps, I want to be better, please help me. <laughs> we should do this every week. We should just send everyone to one person's social media page. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and, and back from our sponsors. So, um, so the kind of the, the couple of this, so the the hot news, I guess, for the Spy Center for us to kind of break in. So this is where we're going to get serious as a group of people. So, Games Workshop have announced have announced that they have their own tour of events going on in America. It's the first time that they've I think it's uh, a bunch of individual events now, right? It's not like recurring events going on specifically in this in case of these four events, right? Y- you are correct. So it's three events specifically. Uh, is the is the kind of like the important takeaway? But yes, they uh, they aren't really a tour as of yet, but it is a traveling roadshow where they uh, they take the 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 whole forty k apparatus as well as everything else, all of their events. They do a big event, and then they've got like a Forge World store there, and it's all of that other stuff. Number one, I would say that that's quite exciting off the uh, for the kickoff. Nick, how do you feel about that? Uh. I don't really know. I don't, really, I don't really have any strong feelings either way. Okay. All right. Tom, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about it? I'm excited. I really want to watch the American Pro Tour, to be honest. I think that'd be a really good viewing. Specific, but I think it'd be different to what we could do here, right? Okay. All right. Um, why don't you have any strong fights. feelings on it, Nick? Like, why is it not? Like, why, why doesn't it capture your imagination? Because it's, 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 it's happening in America. Um, and every Games Workshop stream that I've ever watched has been pretty dull and boring. Massive agree on that sentence. Mainly the, the early ones years. I was in. Yeah, mainly the first couple of years <laughs> I thought were the they worst were ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, they've t- why have they taken the map down? That's pretty wild. There was a map uh, on the article, and it's been retconned. Oh, there uh, it is. It just took a while to load. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, Tom, like, so the, one of the things that it seems quite clear is that they'll be running competitive 40k events and then they'll be live streaming them. So, Tom, why are you excited about, like, why, like, why are you inverted excited about okay. a pro tour? Talk to me about this. All right. So, firstly, I don't really mind how shit the broadcast is because most of the enjoyment that we all got from Game of Thrones Season 8 was complaining about Game of Thrones Season 8 afterwards. You got it. So, it even if it's giga shit, we'll have a great time talking about it afterwards. 100%. Okay? Secondly, I know why I'd want to watch the um, North American uh, 40k Pro Circuit, okay? And it's the same reason why I watch North American League of Legends. I don't watch North American League of Legends because it's serious, top-tier gameplay. I watch it because it's fucking hilarious. I want Games Workshop to market this Pro Tour like WWE. I want to see (laughs) Richard Siegler throw TJ Lanigan 16 16 feet off Hell in a Cell through an announcer's table, okay? I want... 
to be just fucking fun. Okay, I don't they want it to be like a serious thing. They won't, they but I would want to complain that. about. They'll have the same want... casters casting the entire tournament they without will, a single and break, shit. and then by the time it gets to the final, they'll be too knackered to even give a shit about trying. Yeah, okay, the That's broadcast itself will be shit, but the content surrounding it, made independently by whoever on the internet, is going to be fucking brilliant. Agreed. Agreed. Because there's because one of the really key things about there being a Pro Tour from Games Workshop or even their own set of events outside of Warhammer World is that especially in the hotbed of what like would be considered, I guess, very online 40k, which would be America, is that they do not and have not for a long time approached this in any form of professional way. Them setting up their own tournaments means a bunch of different stuff. They're going to need a pack. That's really important. And what does that pack look like? What's the scoring system? What's the FAQ setup? Like, there's some really hot questions in that. Because if they don't answer something ahead of time, what's their situation going to be on FAQs? Like, are they going to allow... Are they going to allow you to... Are they going to release a book the week before? Mm. And then are they going to then let you turn up with your brand new army? Can I just give an example of Games Workshop? Because obviously Games Workshop... um, Semi recently stopped doing competitive events, but then, um, uh, but then again, started putting on like the heats and stuff at like the Warhammer that. Warhammer World, yeah, at Warhammer World, and then they also started doing uh, team events, which uh, Team Jage Workshop went to two of them. We were going to third until Kelly came along and stopped it, and we had a good time at those. Um, um, but I think independent events are better, uh, which we've discussed before. But an example of what I'd be worried about if i was going to the ones in america so one of the most the most recent team tournament that we went to um about a week before the event when it was like time to um like submit our list we were looking at the pack and stuff like that and we were like hang on like according to this pack we can all of us could potentially take iron hands and all of us could potentially take the ironstone which was like a pretty op thing at the time before it was nerfed and I emailed the events organizers and said, by the way, do you know that this is possible? And is it okay if we do it? Because it's according according to the thing. And they kind of emailed back saying, I'm paraphrasing, oh, crap, yeah. Um, well, just, yeah, go for it, sort of thing. So, like, <laughs> they didn't really, they didn't have a tight enough pack or really care enough to make it... Um, a more fair tournament experience for everyone. And we ended up going to the event. Um, we went four and one as a, as a team and got zero favorite game votes because people were, people were bitching about our team afterwards because we had three iron hands and we took three iron stones. And it's like, well, we can do because that was the best. That was the most meta thing for us to do. So why the fuck shouldn't we? We contacted the TOs to say, are you sure this is allowed? And they said, yes. And we did it. And then we got bitched about afterwards because we did it, and it's like, oh, okay, all right. But it's like, okay. that's, the kind, of, that's the kind of that's the kind of that's kind of what you know a games world event could be like, and that doesn't give me massively. Maybe maybe it will be different because they've got um, what's his name, um, Mike, Mike Brandt involved because uh, he he's more used to running bigger events. Um, maybe they will be better because he's involved rather than that. But, but the thing is, is when he would run events for Nova, so this is Mike Brand from Nova, so when, and he's obviously responsible for all of this, so when he would run those events for Nova, like, which is his event, like, it wasn't him speaking for the company. What's going to be fascinating about these events and why it's super spicy for the Spy Center is that whatever is done and said there is Games Workshop rule. 
So any FAQs or any judge calls that happen over the course of that tournament is Games Workshop making that call? And how does that filter down? Are they going to do judges? That's a hot take. Are we going to have 40k mm. judges there and they make calls? That's really interesting. Are they going to put an FAQ pack out buff like instead of the main company? Is there like a tournament FAQ pack where cuz there's loads of be calling FAQs at the table as they're playing? Yeah, like yeah, are they are they going to have employees there making decisions? And because they like when like a TO makes an FAQ call, it's a TO making an FAQ call. Mm. But when it's the Games Workshop TO making the FAQ call, you would hope that they're briefed and prepped enough on the game that that's the call. They know the intent because there's, there's no you, there's no hiding behind it now. The TO from whichever fucking event in wherever. They don't know the intent, so they're just making a best guess of what they think is good for the game. But these guys, they can just ring them. They'll be like, hello? Like, what's the intent of this exact rule, please? Like, they could do that. Mm -hmm. And my question is, do you think that that's what we're going to see? That's where I'm so, at. That's what's exciting. Can I, can I get involved in that one very quickly? The fact yeah. that they even have to do that at the table is a problem. Because if you play the entire game assuming that one, a rule is intended to be played one way and your opponent's intending it for it to be played another, if you ever get into a situation where you need an FAQ on the spot about what how the rule is meant to be played, in a professional tour, you've already failed. Because the, everything else that's happened earlier on in that game is completely called into question because your entire the entire process that led you up to that point was based off one certain assumption. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more, which is why, again, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Are we going to see enough? Because they would have to make those FAQ and kind of decisions pre the actual tournament, right? That's pretty yeah. exciting. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's really fun. Hey, Neil so says a lot. FAQ, yeah. Huh? So, hopefully, then we get a proper and full on comprehensive FAQ. Yeah, so we might end up with an official tournament FAQ. Let's now talk about terrain. Now let's talk about terrain. One of the things that's been happening a lot, we have at least three formats of terrain at the moment. We've got WTC, we've got ITC terrain format, and we've also got uh, the, the UK TC, um, so the LGT sort of like terrain set. And I'm sure there are more as well. I don't even know if Australia has their own one, and they probably do. So then you're going to have the Games Workshop Pro Tour again terrain. And let's talk about that, because their terrain is fucking awful. What are they doing? Are they just making yeah. 800,000 crates and every board is just crates? Like, like. To be fair, that's more crates than they actually have for shipping product around the world. <laughs> maybe... Or are they going to uh, use a terrain book and insist that everyone brings their own oh, terrain points. How to kill your seed immediately. Holy moly. <laughs> so, like, because sure... that's the thing, a like, lot of them. Go on. His brainchild or something like that, that terrain book. I'm sure, because they all came... They there all was not. Came out. Yeah? It was someone's son, I would assume. So now Serbator's making the next chat. What about Realm of Battleboards? Because they currently don't make maps. They don't make mats. So they have to 100% use third-party mats. Well, have you, they've got mats at Warhammer World now. They yeah, do. they have they do. the... Uh quarterboard so you just put four of them together and have a big hole in the middle that you cover with <laughs> yeah. someone's head it's an objective marker they're going to use the cardboard is that what hey, they're going to do that's why they did the missions that way around so you know you use yeah. the kill team mats and then you have a big hole in the middle and then you just put an objective there and you just have like i don't know fucking reese's face just staring up from the center of the board uh yeah like i yeah, would love that that hole yeah, yeah. Be fine so yeah. like like some hot 
some hot questions there because like are they using Roman battle boards no they do have mats they have shown us mats that they produced at Warhammer World but are those mats that they're going to sell because we haven't seen those as products so are they going to run a pro tour on mat hold off a minute and then see because Twitch might have kept that whole bit of information going which oh, is nice fuck. Uh, -huh. uh I just told the chat that if they wanted to bring the stream back, they had to subscribe with their Twitch Primes, and the <laughs> stream's already back. So how are they going to donate ten pounds each to get? How us back? are we going to get you to subscribe with our Twitch Primes? Yeah, yeah. This is like whatever. What? what? This is preemptive, bringing the stream back in anticipation of your Primes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. The stream okay. will be erased from your memory unless you give us your Twitch Primes immediately. Thank yeah. you very much. So, podcast people and people of YouTube, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rephrase all of this. Uh, I'm gonna redo this because I'm not exactly sure where it fell down. But <laughs> okay, here we go. There's a load of stuff that they haven't, that we don't know that they're gonna use in tournament infrastructure. So, mats. I hopefully you heard the conversation about mats. Terrain, fascinating. How are they going to do terrain? Are they going to base it? What's like, is it Crate City? All of that stuff. What are they going to mm -hmm. do? And this is a great opportunity for them to take their terrain and show us how to use it. This is like marketable stuff. They're like, hey guys, here's a Games Workshop tournament. Look at, or even just here's one Games Workshop board that works for competitive 40k. But what will be hilarious is if it's just like Warhammer World, three Wildwoods and a couple of random bits of terrain would be plasma yeah. conduits everywhere. Yeah, would be so fucking good. Yeah, um, I, I, would... I, I would, I would, if I was, uh, if I was betting, I would say that it's probably going to be that. But what it should be, and I think what they're hoping it to be, because because they're doing it as like a traveling roadshow to try and inspire people in that area or whatever or get more people into hobby in that area and like build up the communities in those areas which i think is great mm -hmm. but uh, and they should they should make it the best possible experience they can um but i doubt it will be um mainly based on you know everything that games workshop have done recently um and like warhammer world events like warhammer world events um like in general, are worse than independent events, and I feel like a number when I go there. Partly because when they do do the draw, you literally are a number. They just display a, a spreadsheet <laughs> on the wall, and you uh, you get assigned a number and a table number, and you have to go to that location rather than your name being up. And like independent events, just seem to put more effort into making it a good time. A, a good example would be Bobo. Like it's yeah. They put oh, more effort into making it a good time rather than uh, just getting your money out of your pocket. Every right, time um, someone describes it as a travelling roadshow, by the way, I just think of a circus. So you're doing it. Yeah, a I think it's probably going to be more like a travelling circus. To be fair. <laughs> so Gorkham Walker says, I bet they have already made a pro tour and a box set of terrain and a mat or two that they'll, or community, they'll make a community post about and sell us for $200. We, I mean, $200 is a low. Um, but yeah, no, Gorkham Walker, I agree with you. I think that we could 100% see something like that. That's why it's so interesting because they have to. They've had... The other thing is, is this was meant to have started last year, apparently. So... They've had all of the COVID time to prep for this. This is super good. But we haven't even got to the best bit. What's the scoring system? Probably just be scoring out the box, right? Like, who takes it away? How many rounds it is? That's great. But someone... Can no one... Is no one seeing the hot question? How are you submitting your lists? What are you building it on, Nick? 
Oh no! I didn't even think no about one's it. even thought going, about this. How are you writing your list? Battlescribe, and I'll be emailing them just to troll them. It's just you are not. You've not. No one's even yeah, thought about it. There's no way that they're letting you submit your list via Battlescribe. So they're just literally training the whole audience to use the app. But if the app isn't up to scratch and it doesn't work, and then also there's no rule, like Battlescribe is like your rule is that your list is illegal. As far as I know, the app doesn't do that. It's a big conspiracy. So when certain people submit illegal lists by accident, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know about it. Okay, right? <laughs> Not a problem. If you're a famous YouTuber. It doesn't matter. You get away with it. We'll make excuses for you. <laughs> Like, so that, that's yeah. wild. That's wild. You're going to use the app, which doesn't clarify whether or not your list is legal or not legal. And there's already, lo like, we've had people who are considered to be pretty good gamers accidentally submitting lists that aren't, like, uh, up to scratch. They're going to have to have someone check every single list for their competitive hey, event. They won't. You what they'll do is, I guarantee this is what they'll do. Print out your list and bring it on the morning. Oh, no, mate. Yeah. Not again. That'll be what they do, 100%. Hundred percent. It's gonna be handwritten lists, whatever. So there'll be no, there'll be no checking of the lists. It's gonna be fucking. I mixed. believe I actually did that at Nova when I was there. Yeah. I just, advance. I just had to bring a sheet of paper. Then the head ref, I think it might have been Johnny, but I can't remember. Just took a photo of it for me and then submitted it to BCP for me. Is this is this is the this my, is my possibly <laughs> this is possibly the greatest source of memeable material that Games Workshop have ever announced. It's thoroughly exciting. Like, this is why I love great. it. We yeah, so I, yeah I'm with it. you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's just you kind of have to like take the donkey to the water, right? And be like, have they thought through all of these things? And But you know what? If they have, then I'm really excited. Because it means what the company are doing is they've built the correct stuff. We'll have terrain maps. We'll know what Games Workshop products to buy to design and build our own boards. We'll have mats available from Games Workshop that thematically work with everything. We'll have an app that works that we can create lists from and it checks their validity, which is great. So all positive. So the idea of a pro tour from Games Workshop is only hugely beneficial to us as a competitive community. It's, it's really, really exciting. Or just me, this guy who likes laughs. Or it's like it's really exciting because we end up with like the boring version of the excitement is it just all works and everything's great. The other version of the excitement is it doesn't do any of those things and it's fucking hilarious. One of those two. Like, and I'm living for it either way. Good community <laughs> stuff, thumbs, not good community stuff. Also, how do they deal with top table? How do they deal with cheating? How do they deal with like judge calls? Yeah, because we know cheating is rife within the the upper echelons of American 40k. <laughs> we do because right, to, because TOs, if they're running a tournament when it's streamed, they have to warn the talent that they're being streamed. And you're being <laughs> yeah, watched in 1080p. Just don't by the way, lads, talent, this time. people on the broadcast, please, such as myself, uh, can what we just it? not use it for other people? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Blaze uh, in the chat says it's going to be uh, awesome when the app crashes. It's going to be great. Uh, are they going to stream it in 1080p? It's going to be wild. They won't have the internal budget to fill it with official terrain. Says stupendous. Uh, which uh, I was going to be a question because I can see he's got a Switch Prime, but he's not subscribed. So. <laughs> they will do the whole. We are just commentators, and we can't interfere with the games. as full agreement. Anyway, I'm very much excited about it. One of the big questions is. Um, uh, Plymouth Troll says 0% chance the 
the real question is um is this also an indication that they're gonna they've said publicly that they don't plan to interfere with itc based tournaments so their plan is to not engage with the itc and instead like this is they're going to do they'll do the games workshop roadshow whatever it's called in one place and then next year they'll do it somewhere else with the idea of it like kind of like a comic con coming to your state and you're like mm-hmm. cool like a like a traveling roadshow i imagine though there's some pretty big clout winning the games workshop event or at least some people will see that as big clout right there's not a enough to post about it winning a games workshop affiliated event it's not you know winning a games workshop affiliated 40k event is not important enough to put it on your fucking website even if the underworld's version gets on the fucking website so <laughs> tom being and, uh, do you about think it. do you think mike brant's doing this so you know cities all around america are going to like want to invite him over wine him dine him um uh, uh, send him gifts just so they just so he brings the, the, the game the game that's what i'm excited that. about is like two three years time do we get a kind of like an olympic style like bribery scandal. commission going on scandal are that's exciting is it... sorry say that again tom are you t-sport certified you're gonna get a whole <laughs> bunch of people caught on adderall again <laughs> such as myself yeah, are we, <laughs> are we getting drug testing is drug testing happening um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, right, so I'm it's going to be. Those events, we'll have a great time. This is going to be really fun. Um, <laughs> it, Games Workshop trying to be the FIFA of tournaments, 100%, and I'm here for it. I think it's going to be great. Which brings us on to the next bit of spice. So this is something we'll try to keep track of spice. in the future. But uh, the next, the next spice pocket that's available is here in the UK. Uh, Zach, uh, who ran the LGT or runs the LGT and also runs the Leicester GT, the Nottingham GT, the Sheffield GT, the fucking Coventry GT, a billion GT. Just a Coventry now. GT. Just a Coventry GT. There's no Sheffield GT. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a bunch of GTs is my point. Yes. Right? Nottingham, is... Leicester, and yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So uh, the point is, has started his own points system uh, comparable to the ITC. Which is like, so this is big news for everyone in the UK, is that previously, if you were aware of ITC points generally, you had to travel America to go to the super majors because the super majors were worth more points for you to end up winning the ITC. So, mm-hmm. so Zach very cleverly has started to run a bunch of super majors in the UK. So all the UK people no longer have to travel to America. I mean, obviously, you're going to want to go to something like the LVO because it's in Las Vegas. Like, who doesn't want, like, an excuse to travel to Las Vegas as opposed to Scunthorpe or wherever the super majors will be, although I don't think they're in Scunthorpe. So, like, that's pretty exciting because if you're a UK or European-based player, and this isn't anything to do with what even the Alliance Open guys are doing, who are also running their own super majors throughout Europe. So there are some genuine rivals to at least how the ITC or the kind of... um, uh, the uh, the prestige of the American events. Obviously, America's got a large player base, but people from Europe no longer have to necessarily go there to compete to be part of the ITC points. And here's where it gets interesting. And this is the spice. This is the spice uh, for you two to talk about. And, and I want to ask you, that's going to be really upsetting for the ITC guys. Because if no one from Europe has to travel over, like that's less people going to their events. Yeah, and maybe that wasn't a huge portion of those of those people anyway. But it's less people. Yeah, yeah. It's more people playing here. It's also more media coverage of everything happening here. Like your big super major here is a big deal. Your big super major over in uh, Denmark or, or uh, any uh, where is the Alliance Open? I'm sure it's in Denmark. It's uh, I know Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So th that's happening. There's a big event over in Germany. Uh, obviously, the WTC will be happening in Europe as well. There's some big news. And the real question is, is with the dominance of the ITC point system over the years, how do you guys feel about a new point system that being European-based, meaning people don't have to travel to the US to be a part of, in brackets, the show? I'm going to put that. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, how do you feel about this? I don't really care. Like, I never really care about the ITC point system anyway. I don't think it's not something that I particularly value. Um, and personally, I don't really attend too many super majors. Like, I attend the LNGT. It's like a staple of the 40k tournament scene in the UK now. But it's just one of those things where people are into it, people are into it. So I, I struggle to really empathize. Um, I think the, the difference that, that might get a little bit annoying for the ITC guys is that you may get American players flying over to the UK to play in these massive events that happen once a month and harvest their ITC points. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar thing where the ITC then cuts off these UK events from ITC points. Yeah, which is why they've set up their own points, right? Like, because that's, that's the long form, that's the long form take is that you end up with the American ITC system and then everyone just is like, cool, you guys are the American guys, do your American thing, and that's fine. That's a big that's a big yard to be a part of. But the European guys, the Australian guys, they could be part of their own system and they can create their own tours and do their own thing. It's pretty exciting um, because these, these road tours that we're seeing happen in America, I assume aren't happening in Europe anytime soon. There's not two teams. There's not an American road tour and... A European road tour, and there's definitely not an Australian road tour because I don't think Games Workshop like Australia for some particular reason. Nick, how I do mean, you feel about all of it? Literally sixty miles down the east coast, so yeah, yeah. Nick, how do you feel about this? Um, I do think it's kind of cool to have our to have our own thing over in the UK. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not super when I play. I'm not super bothered about my ITC ranking. I mean, I guess you know, uh, for the majority of us who aren't necessarily involved in big team tournaments like Tom and WTC etc it's nice to have a look at your ITC ranking and go oh yeah I'm ranked that blah 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 and it's something to aim for uh, for people um, maybe it gives you something some extra motivation to go and do well at tournaments so having a separate one that doesn't get diluted by being in the mix of it being uh, involving everything in America and having your own English one would be kind of cool I guess um, so yeah I, I like it as an idea um, I'd be interested to know, do they still have a cash prize like the ITC does? And is there any plans in the future if we have like a UK one, if we have like a, a European one, Australian one, etc. Like, it'd be cool if they had like, you know, uh, were able champions. to organise. Yeah, like a champion, champions of champions kind of thing or or whatever. Like, so the top two or top however of each one get invited to like a, a special super tournament. Um which would be cool. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's 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 really interesting. I think that there's I think there's also loads. There's really great points being made in the chat uh, between the Games Workshop Roadshow, the ITC, and this. It's interesting to see how the community will focus their attention, and it is interesting to see how the, the community will focus their attention because the Games Workshop live stream has to be more interesting than, let's say, the FLG uh, live stream, and it has to be more interesting than our live stream. Which obviously, good luck to all of those guys because we're amazing. Um, yeah. And like, and we're gonna smash face on that front. So that's gonna be like really, really exciting because it's fun. It's fun having a bit of competition out there um, uh, to to race against. Um, so I mean, that's cool. How does the community focus their attention? How do they absorb information? And what stuff becomes relevant? Because your local meta becomes more relevant and interesting to you, I think, over time, right? Yeah. And if you've got, because yeah, so. we because we also get to develop sports stars 
here we have American sports stars that you can name at the drop of a hat. You've got the Art of War 40k guys, and there's a bunch of other people who are like the sports stars in brackets. One of the things that I think Tom's been doing really well, and Neil, and hopefully we've been doing a little bit, is starting to talk about these players who've been playing competitive 40k in Europe who who just don't necessarily have big media attention on them because there isn't like necessarily... Although obviously fucking Spain doesn't agree with that because they've got like a billion people watching all of their events and all the information that they do. So like the Spanish numbers for their media is massive. So I think that there's a really, really interesting conversation about like where all the eyes are because I think all of the eyes for a long time have been in the US. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of them yeah, are in think, the US. Yeah, because... Is it because... I, I don't know I don't know the proper mechanics of how the ITC system works, but like do American players just tend to be ranked higher because there's more events over there because they have more access to get ITC points or is that wrong? I don't but, really know. They also have these massive events, right? Like the way the system specifically has worked over the last few years, I've made an effort to tune it down a little bit recently, was that the number of points you get based on your position was weighted high. You get more points the bigger the event was. Mm, yeah. So let's say you had a, an event of 500 people, you'd get more for coming first in that than you would for an event of 200 people, right? The problem mm. was this ended up getting quite wonky. So a couple of years ago, uh, I think Andrew Garnier won Nova and he got the same number of points for winning Nova, which had all the best players at it, as the person who came 41st at the LVO did, who went 5-1. and one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of the size of the event. So They have changed my, that, though. They did do something about that. They did a bit, yeah. But my, my issue has always been that size of event doesn't necessarily translate to quality of opponent. And in fact, when you are playing a set number of games, it has an actively adverse effect, right? If you have, like, let's say in the UK, you have a 100-player tournament, right? Let's take Caledonian events and Caledonian Uprising, historically, one of the oldest and most famous events of the UK, which is, is now stopped, but it was a staple of the calendar for years. You'd get all the top players coming there, right? Mm -hmm. When the LGT went down in the same year, you'd still have all the same players. The extra 400 players would include people who were a bit new to competitive 40K, right? Mm -hmm. So I could get a 5-0 record at the LGT much more easily than I could at Caledonian. For example, if I played at Caledonian, I won my first game. I'd now be playing one of the top 50 players in the room, but I'd be playing one of the top 25, one of the top 13, one of the top six, and so on, or the top seven, and so on. If I'm playing against 500 people at LGT, I play top 500, top 250, top 125, top 60, whatever, 63, yeah. top 31, or 32, right? There's a good chance I can make the entire field without hitting like a top eight player in the country. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, and and I think and and I understand that relevance as well. Like, when you go to like a Warhammer World event, like sometimes you just kicking seals for three rounds, like, and then it like starts getting a bit fruity. Uh, which like, and, and and I understand that, and and I agree with you. And independent tournaments are normally populated by, uh, I would argue, more competent players. Is probably the right way to describe it. Um, so yeah, like I think that's uh, that's fascinating, uh, and I agree with you, you Tom. So like the 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 scoring system, and I know uh, someone was saying in the chat, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Warmaster Forge was saying that of course um, you these events that are happening in Europe at the moment are also giving you ITC points at the same time. But my question is, is what's where the spice lies? Is what happens when you can just never leave the UK and just go to all your your monthly super majors and get all your points there? Like, because yeah. you, your award ceremony is still in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, I never got gonna... my best Valerie trophy. 
Disgusting. There you go, right? Like that's where you, that's where your that's where your award ceremony is. So you got to go there for the award ceremony, which is where it is. So there has to be yep. some sort of like delineation between that, or there isn't, which I think is wild. And the, like Uncle Gem says, uh, price support really affects this because if Games Workshop Tour gets money behind it, you'll see big names start focusing on them. Similarly, if the ITC Pro Tour, which they're doing, does the same thing, and that's worth loads of money as a big cash prize at the end, which it already is, right? But if it starts being worth more money, like tens tens of thousands as opposed to the thousands it's worth now again really exciting so you are seeing the beginning of a pro sport for playing warhammer 40,000 at least in a single structure but it's really advancing in different communities very fast and i think a fascinating time to keep your eye on in the next however long who knows who knows i'm pretty excited and and how will it happen how will you play at a pro tour when You've got the Orc Codex, but the other guys don't have the Orc Codex. Like... Turn up to Pro Tour and everyone's playing Drakari. Everyone. <laughs> 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 who can play the mirror match best? Well, this is this is my uh, this is my territory now, boys. I'll be having that. <laughs> anyway, so I just think uh, can't wait for 30k to go to get a Pro Tour. Lurker frag, I agree. Uh, that would be best. You can tell the best That's story. That's just a regular time. This point, the number of players you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like two really like spicy kind of like interlapping pieces of information i think at the moment going on and if you guys are listening live or well, not listening live if you guys are listening back on youtube i'd love to know what your thoughts are because i think it's there's some pretty fun stuff in there um uh do you think we've left anything on the table nick and tom or in that particular setup no i think we're clear i think we're good okay all right yeah like i think uh, i think there's, i think there's lots to take away from that and lots to think on so if anyone does have any ideas i'd love you to throw um the ideas at me uh, via twitter or in the facebook messages or on youtube comments or any of that i think that would be good um so yeah I'd, I'd love to i'd love to hear what your thoughts are and see what those takes are gonna be uh and that's it that's it for today that's all the things that uh, we have to to talk about that's all the hot goss out there in 40k world right now well can i share my can i share my internet highlight of the week Please, yeah, I love that. My, yeah. my internet highlight of the week was uh, the uh, reveal show that you guys did on Friday. I wasn't able to attend, but I did watch it back. I think on the Saturday because uh, I I kept my head out of the uh, the news, so I didn't I didn't see any of the reveal. So I watched it back. And my funniest moment from the show was when somebody somebody donated um, a subscription to Ben Bailey, who was uh, lurking <laughs> in the chat, and then. And then on the Games Workshop stream, they went live, but their mics were muted, and then they had to switch back and then switch back again with their mics on. So I'm <laughs> hoping that it was actually Ben Bailey in the chat, and he was gifting his gift subscription, and that put him off so much that he actually <laughs> got to unmute their mics. In my head, that's what happened. Um, whether or not that's actually uh, 100% how it happened, but that was uh, pretty hilarious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it was very, 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 very funny. Uh, and it's nice to watch. Hey, big shout out to all you content creators, uh, wherever you are in the world, watching us and getting ideas for how to set up your live streams in the future. Love you all. Good You're luck. Because we're going to fuck you up. Uh, Tom, uh, you got any shout outs? You got some internet fun you had this week. It's something, no? No, no, I don't want to give talk about that guy. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I just realized there are some absolute it... messes on Twitter and my block list is entirely warranted. Okay, it's pretty fair. heavy, by the way. <laughs> I just block all decision the... I wanted to briefly mention though as well from you know I don't know if it was this week or not but I only came aware of it. You no, know, the they've updated an FAQ where 
Um, if you deep strike nine inches away and you attack someone in a building, if they're on the top floor, it's easier to charge them than they're if they're on the bottom floor. I've defeated that because I just I've actually based all my models on bases upside down. Oh, okay. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Is is how I is how I deal with that. Um, is that how you deal with that? Wasn't this always a thing? This has just been a thing in ninth, but just no one does it. I mean, I've never noticed it because we have an FAQ and a WTC FAQ that just says project your silhouette down onto the floor. So yeah, it's like a very simple fix. Which will that be in yeah. the Pro Tour for Games Workshop? Is the question. No, seven inch charges. No, are because they've, they've put the it. Top, you fix it. Yeah, Say they, that again, well, please. They fixed it already. Oh yeah, they fixed it. How did they fix it? By making it true in the game that if you if you deep strike next to a building with a unit in. It's easier to charge them if they're on the top floor rather than on the bottom floor, which makes zero sense to me. Yeah. I understand it maths wise and rules wise, but in the in the in the sense of the game just makes zero sense. And why they have like in the in the newest rule book they put a section for rare rules. Why don't they put just something in the rare rule section where they said like, you know, if you if you're deep striking in, you always need a nine. Regardless yeah. of what's going on, that, yeah, like, like it's really simple. They have the same sense. in Age of Sigma. I've actually put right. that in, in. I put that in both of our rule packs. Like it's really simple. Like, well, I mean, for forty k, we're just referring to the WTC uh, FAQ. But like in the Age of Sigma one, it's just like you must measure nine. End conversation. Like it's a nine unless you add modifiers. Really easy. Just yeah. put that in the rules, yeah. and someone's like, "But why?" Yeah. It's like I don't need to give you an answer as to but why. That's the rule. Um, and they, they, yeah, they try and write like 800 paragraphs to try and re-explain it to themselves. And then they deleted the fly keyword because they didn't know how to deal with it. Do you remember that for six months? They were mm. like, lol, yeah. you can't fly over things. Like, what? What? Um, okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been a loophole that's been there for years. Or it's a feature, any of those things. Feature. It's either a bug or a feature. Sorry, Tom? It's either a bug or a feature. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're all right. Yeah, either a bug or a feature. All right. You guys got any shout outs before we head out today? Um, I just want to shout out Dude Our Day in the chat. Way go on, Dude Our Day. Big love to you. Um, uh, the fly FAQ was because of that stream game with BA versus Morty. So sad. Encore GM. Yeah, I remember that was wild, wild times. Uh, Tom, you got any shout outs you want to make? Nope. Carry on. No shout outs. No, not a single on, one. Surely. Not even a two. Not even a one shout out from you. If I just throw them out willy nilly, then you know they lose their meaning and their value. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh wow you are you are fierce aren't you you do not care all right uh well we'll go raid someone now i just want to thank everyone for tuning in live if you are listening to the podcast uh thanks loads don't think you can always leave us a podcast review if you ever fancy doing that on whichever of the platforms you're doing it on if you're watching on youtube you can hit smash like subscribe and all that other stuff leave a comment for the algorithm gods uh because you're big thugs and if you're watching live on twitch you guys are wonderful um uh shout out to warhammer underworlds no uh, never doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Adam. Yeah, I'll shout out Adam. That'll be fun. Um, and then shout out. Uh, yeah, join me again tomorrow live, obviously. Uh, and for the rest of the week, you guys are great. We'll see you soon. We're going to go raid someone. Oh, I need to thank everyone on Patreon as well because you make it so we can live, which is pretty nice. We're going to go raid the guys at Glasshammer Gaming who are doing some 40k matchups. 40k match. Uh, so we'll go do that 40K. now. 40k. 40k. And thank Shucks you for listening to the. Thank you for listening to the 40K Spy Center. That's how we end it now. How do you guys feel about that? Well, that's how we're ending every show now. Yeah. yeah. I'm down for that.
Yeah. Okay. Do you guys? Do you guys want to do more it? Fake adverts. I'd like some more pre-planned fake adverts. Like that's your job. Do you want then? to be better at forty k? Buy this out of war toothpaste. We could. We could make some like fake adverts. Better at forty k at the same time.